Hi, and welcome to The Turbulent World with me, James M. Dorsey, as your host. This week, there was more at stake in a Bahrain courtroom than the fate of three free speech advocates. At stake was a fundamental question that divides believers across the Muslim world and challenges autocratic rulers' religious legitimization. Does Islamic jurisprudence need to be reformed to ensure that it is more pluralistic, inclusive, and aligned with the Universal Declaration of Human Rights? The three Shiite Muslim defendants in the Bahrain court case were members of Al-Tashdid, or Renewal, a controversial group that favors unfettered debate about tenets of Islamic law. Reta Rajab, his son Mohammed Rajab, and researcher Jalal Al-Qasab were sentenced to a year in prison and a fine for allegedly ridiculing recognized religious texts such as the Quran. The sentence was suspended pending an appeal. In a series of YouTube postings and blogs, Al-Tashdid challenged Islamic legal theory and opinions issued by religious scholars. The prosecution positioned the case as a defense of our righteous religion and an effort to prevent sedition within society. Implicitly rejecting criticism by Human Rights Watch, Prosecutor Zahra Murad said she recognized the right of freedom of expression and belief. However, she asserted that the defendants had engaged in disinformation and disrespect and infringed upon the freedom of belief guaranteed by the Constitution. Al-Yahya, a co-plaintiff, charged that the videos included connotations that were considered offensive to the prophets. He alleged that a Tajdeed member had directly hurtful and offensive rhetoric towards Muslim sentiments by describing the miracles of the prophets as mere quackery, superstition, and witchcraft, and as malice that has invaded people's minds. In response, the defendants asserted that thoughts are to be challenged with thoughts and words are not to be suppressed by the authority of the law. The defendants argued further that they do not question the Quran or Prophet Muhammad's teachings, but debate opinions of religious scholars and clerics. The case was remarkable for what was said in the judicial proceedings, as well as for the unmentioned backdrop that framed it on a global scale. The case was part of pushback by state-backed supporters of an autocratic version of moderate Islam that opposes reform of religious jurisprudence but favors greater social freedom, grounded in civil law or decrees, rather than Sharia or Islamic law. Autocrats' definition of moderate Islam also legitimizes repression, and curtailing of political rights, and demands absolute obedience to the ruler. Increasingly, proponents of the autocrat's definition, such as Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman and United Arab Emirates President Mohammed bin Zayed and their religious surrogates, have been challenged by Indonesia's Nahdlatul Ulama, the world's largest 
and most moderate Muslim civil society movement. With 90 million followers, tens of thousands of religious scholars, educational institutions, a 5 million strong militia, and an aligned political party with ministers in President Joko Widodo's cabinet, Nadatul Ulama advocates what it calls humanitarian Islam. The concept embraces the need for reform of what the group terms obsolete tenets of Islamic law and pluralism. It endorses unambiguously the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Proponents of an autocratic version of moderate Islam have tried but failed to co-opt the movement. As a result, they are forced to compete with the Indonesian group for influence in some of the world's most important political and religious arenas. This includes corridors of power in world capitals and influential faith groups such as the Vatican and powerful Hindu associations. India, which this year chairs the Group of 20, or G20, which brings together the leaders of the world's largest economies, is the current focus of Nada Turuluma and its autocratic rivals. At stake is which Muslim group will shape a likely gathering of religious leaders associated with this year's G20 summit in New Delhi in September. The summit would follow last year's Religion 20 or R20 in Bali, linked to Indonesia's 2022 G20 chairmanship. Indonesia established the R20 as an official G20 engagement group. Nada Turuluman manages the R20's permanent secretariat. India has yet to endorse the Indonesian move. However, Rashtriya Swayamasebak Sang, or RSS, the Hindu nationalist ideological cradle of Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Bharatiya Janata Party, participated in the Bali R20. RSS has for several years sought close ties to Nadatul Ulama. Competing with Nadatul Ulama for influence is the Muslim World League, the vehicle Mr. Bin Salman uses to propagate his autocratic religious vision. In addition, there is the UAE-backed Interfaith 20, or IF20. IF20 has long sought to be the G20's religion platform, but last year was upstaged by Nahadatul Ulama. It has since forged a partnership with the UAE. The Bahrain court case was also remarkable because it was primarily a Shiite rather than a Sunni Muslim controversy. Bahrain is majority Shia, but ruled by a minority Sunni family. Nadatul Ulama and its rivals are all Sunni Muslims. Prominent Shia clerics criticize Al-Tashdid the most. They accuse it of blasphemy and demand excommunication of its members. Al-Tashdid said its members and their families were subject to hate speech and incitement at mosques and on social media. The logic is that Al-Tashdid went too far. The opposition to questioning religious principles unites Sunnis and Shiites, said a Bahraini analyst. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Diplomats, policymakers, investors, executives, 
journalists, and academics listen to my twice-weekly podcast and or read my syndicated newsletter that is republished by media across the globe. Maintaining free distribution ensures that the podcast and newsletter have maximum impact. Paid subscribers help me cover the monthly cost of producing the newsletter and podcast. Please consider becoming a paid subscriber. You can do so by clicking on Substack on the subscription button at www.jamesmdorsey.substack.com and choosing one of the subscription options. Or support me on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash soccer. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. Thank you. Take care and best wishes. Thank you.